Is it going? It's going. Oh, it's going and going. It's going. It's going. It's going. It's going. Well, welcome back for episode two of the Spicy PL podcast. I'm Alex Baval. We got Peachy. Peachy boy. Big um, Joe Cap. Yeah, Big Joe Capolino. Big Louie. Big Louie. Louis Hymas. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, episode one seemed like it was it was pretty fun. We had a good time. A lot of people listened. Uh, we got some feedback. And, uh, you know, just like some old school uh, sports interview shows style, we want to do a little errors and omissions segment. Really... So we can shit on Peach. <laughs> because, you know, we posted the pod. You, you know, well, I just want to talk about some of the feedback we got. Uh, one of the biggest pieces of feedback that we got for Spicy PL Podcast is that it wasn't spicy enough. They want a little more spice. They want to hear what Joe Caplino Yeah, so say. on top of the lack of spice, and that's my bad. That's my bad. I'll, I'll amp it up. We're a little timid going in. You know, we had some errors. We don't want to make it too outrageous. And then we also episode. had some comments. We had some comments that so so number one, Peach, yep. you know CPT Timmy, the creator of the Dots Formula, very well respected uh, guy and a widely accepted formula. A real mathematician. He had a correction for you. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, he he basically uh, he basically told me that his formula is a fourth degree polynomial, not a fifth. I mean, I got to be honest, I kind of. You know, didn't read it that carefully. But, oh uh, my God! You're fired, yeah. PG. I mean, more, more, more or less. You know, you look at the formula. You're like, okay, he used a polynomial, you know, fit, which is similar to Wilkes. Let's look at the uh, G, uh, the GL points. That's a logistic model. So they're just a little, you know, that's how they're different. You know, but like in, you know, qualitatively, you know, that's kind of the most important thing is that he used a polynomial, you know, uh, equation. Which is, you know, what I was All right, Peach, I guess we'll let it slide. I, I think something that we, we should have said last week is that, like, you know, we had Peach come on and say, you know, GL points is not that bad. It's a pretty good system. But I think when we were talking about it earlier, before we did the pod, we were kind of like, well, why wouldn't IPF just take dots anyway? Like, dots is what people are accepting, and it seems like it's a really good system. You know, Peach's point was that GL points is good too, and he doesn't see a problem with it. But I mean, it was kind of dumb that they made up GL points when they could have easily accepted dots because all the European nations are starting to use dots. So it's just another screw up. I don't think we were harsh enough on the the GL points in that sense. We just had Peach kind of look at it mathematically. It's also well, just a really dumb name. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I I, I had a small uh, you know discussion with with the inventor of DOTS and he was telling me that the IPF didn't even consider his formula which I thought was super I mean super messed up I mean obviously his formula is good enough for consideration they didn't yeah. even consider it it's a bummer and you know just because we want to move through these just recap things you know I think we should make that clear that our group at least here we all we all support dots first and foremost but I think you know the discussion last week it was it was about the science behind it and GL points did a good job but it's still Still kind of dumb. Still kind of dumb, but I'm sure we'll all get used to it. I mean, they're calling it GL IPF points. They probably would have just <laughs> called it. Well, let me just call yeah, it IPF points. <laughs> they probably, probably would have called it IPF points had the IPF point formula not existed, which it probably shouldn't have. They should have just updated the formula and just still call it IPF yeah. points. It's just new IPF Probably because it had yeah. such a bad stigma. Well, well, I mean, I think that might have been something that uh, kind of messed up 
our, our boy CPT Timmy is that, uh, you know, he's a lifter and maybe they didn't want another lifter's formula because of how bad IPF points was the first time around. Maybe. You know, so that's a sneaking suspicion that I have. But I don't know the truth. And I also don't know if the authors of the other points were lifters, but I suspect that they weren't, you know. So we don't know where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, another thing I think we wanted to talk about is we spent a lot of time last week on USAPL Collegiate Nationals and how we think Steve Mann is a good man. Yeah, he's a good but man. we got a comment on the pod saying, uh, you know, Steve should take responsibility because he had a, a lot of equipment already. He's, he's run a lot of meets. So he has some equipment, and he didn't have to buy all new equipment. Well, the person who said that, uh, it's Jen Gordo. Uh, her and her husband run a lot of USAPL meets. And I'll just leave it at this. I've been to your meets, Jen, you and Dan's meets, and, uh, you know, they could be ticked up a notch in the production quality. Okay, it so jumbo screens or something. Yeah, jumbo screens, or maybe, you know, the warm up room could be on the same floor as the competition. Um, so, you know, let's let's try to be take it a little easy on Steve. He's going through a tough time. And, you know, think about, you know, the position you're shooting from. I mean, it's a, it's a huge national level meet and Steve's trying to provide the best experience possible. And, you know, if things had all gone as planned, I think he would have and everybody would have been super stoked and it would have been one of the best. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time meets. giving somebody a hard time for trying to put on a good yeah. meet for collegiate lifters. 2019 collegiates, it, you know, John Downing did a great job. Not only did he have Luis's jumbo screens there yeah, and all the sound and lighting that comes with that. He all he had all um, he bought all the competition platforms were new Alico bars plates and uh, combo racks so there's a standard that needs to be set and lived up to and uh, all I can say uh, about Jen is thanks for listening to episode one <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you won't come back <laughs> <laughs> all right and and, right. and what else do we want to recap do we well, Alex, guess, you want to talk about Thor? A, yeah, there's a developing story with Thor, I guess. We're waiting to see what happens. But now he's claiming he's going to go for uh, 520 on his fourth attempt. I mean, I think jokingly he might have said, like, again, 530 if he gets a million YouTube subscribers. I think it was a joke. But he's saying, these are all these stipulations. Oh, if I get this many Twitch followers, I'm going to go for 520. This, I'm going to go for 530. Like, do you think he's actually going to pull 520? I think he's good for 501. I think he's good for the 501, but the 520 is a little bit of a stretch. I mean, we saw him pull 470, look pretty good, look pretty easy, but you're talking about 50 kilos, 110 pounds more, over 100 pounds more. I think That's, he might. I, think he I might. don't think so. That's I mean, you know, the, the people like to do the side-by-side -side comparison with his training and, uh, and Eddie's training going yeah. into the 500-kilo deadlift, right? Yeah. And people are like, oh, Thor smoked it so much easier, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then you watch the video, like, you know, after you leave the comments, and you're like, they Ed, look pretty similar. Yeah, <laughs> and this was pretty fast, but it looked harder. It Somehow, look harder, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if that's possible. But, I mean, Thor's also talking more trash to Eddie about basically saying, I'm going to pull it, and I'm going to stand up after I pull it. I'm not going to collapse basically calling Eddie Eddie Hall out for basically like yeah. falling over the bar after he pulled it and yeah you know. it's it's hard to tell because I remember I was really paying attention to like Eddie Hall and Robert Oberst talking trash to each other and I thought it was real trash it was some crazy stuff that yeah. they were saying to each other and uh then it ended up they were just messing around but I think this is real bad blood because that's 
that's tough, man. The, yeah. To call Eddie out for you know almost pretty pretty much passing out after he pulled that record, um, which I don't think anybody faults him for. But uh, you know, I think both these guys know there's a lot of drugs involved, and like, you know, I think that's just part of it. Strongmen pass out almost every event when you watch a strongman meet, whether it's squat for reps or anything for reps, they're passing out. So I just saw Thor the other day. I watched some 2017 highlights, and he did a 705 squat with that like huge cartoon barbell. He did it for like 12 reps, and then he passed out and laid on the floor. So, you know, it's just it's a lot, yeah, man. They're talking a lot of trash. I mean, <laughs> even their like hype men are talking trash to each other and stuff. So yeah, I mean, it does seem that you know in recent recent developments, like maybe they're a little bit. A little bit night like Eddie Hall said that he thinks Thor can pull five twenty, but that he thinks that back in his prime he could have too. So he's like, <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah. I think something we forgot to mention last week is like you know we all kind of acknowledge that Thor was a pretty amazing athlete, but you know there's some stuff out there. He might be kind of a dirtbag. So if you don't want to tune in because of that and I know people in the powerlifting world who won't tune in to anything he does you know I've, I've read some stuff about how he's treated uh, past girlfriends and stuff um, and let's yeah. just say you can't make that shit up yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's debatably true I believe untrue, it but, because yeah. you can't make that shit up him coming home uh, smacking around his ex-girlfriend and, and basically saying if I'm, she, you know, she was upset that he was, you know, cheating on her coming home late at night. And he's basically coming home saying, look at how hard my dick is. Uh, <laughs> if I was cheating on you, can my dick be this hard? And then proceeding to, you know, kind of abuse her. You know, I think, you know, with the amount of drugs these guys are on, and I've seen a lot of interviews where people say like, these guys are hard all day. Yeah, they're fucking yeah. hard all day. If you're on so, testosterone. So you're, you're basically you know, ready not twenty four seven. Yeah, not only is that story super believable, <laughs> D- debatably true by the way. Yeah, debatably. We're not, we're not claiming it's. You know, yeah. we're not claiming it's you know truth, truth or true or false. The way it's worded, uh, when I read an Icelandic article, which you can't find anymore. Um, it's pretty believable, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, guilty, not guilty, but I can understand if people uh, are upset with the guy. But it seems like his kind of star power has transcended all that. So yeah. star power, money, rain, energy drinks, whatever. Rain ESPN, energy drinks. whatever, good for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All so right, what we... are we looking at for this this week's pod, Bev? Well, I think I think the big topic we're basically just kind of having a round table about what's going on in the powerlifting and strength sports world. So I guess one of the biggest announcements that we saw this week was for Open Nationals, Raw Nationals, all youth, bench. youth, and bench, bench yeah. not requiring qualifying totals this year. So a lot of people were happy. A lot of people were crying. You know, a lot of people were bitching about it. I, I mean, I think it's awesome. I think it's, like, basically the right thing to do right now because people are – I was I was about to do a meet to qualify and it got canceled and it's not going to be going on until like September or August. So I mean, it's definitely going to open the door for a lot of people that probably wouldn't qualify, especially for raw nationals. Um, but you know, for all those guys that had a meet scheduled, they had their their cycles all planned out and all that. Now they they can you just sign up for the meet and and get it done. And you know, at the end of the day, I think more lifters is always better. You have a better competition you have a better meet better environment and then you know prime time is going to be the same good lifters at the end of the day 
that that really yeah that's the real run ash you're talking about prime time so you're talking about raw i think open bench youth um that just basically gives the lifters a little you know takes a little monkey off their back if you want to qualify for a new weight class or you need to qualify because you haven't done a meet in a year which so i know some equipped lifters who who take a year off and may we're planning to do this meet so i i think the numbers you know will be pretty normal at you know just the nature of uh bench and open nationals being like yeah. mostly equipped meets you know i think it might even help the numbers for, for, yeah, it, for it could bench. help the numbers I mean, you, 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 we're still not sure how this is going to play out if people are going to travel yeah. less or if people can't train at home as as much as other people and what's really going to happen but i think it might open the door for more people who that you know they wouldn't do a qualifying total and now they're, they're all amped up because they can just yeah do nationals well yeah i guess the it. point i'm trying to make is like you know the conversation really starts focusing on raw because that's where you get the big like super yeah. meat numbers. Yeah. And it seems like like Alex said, like people are divided, like, you know, last year they raised the qualifying total so they can stop doing these twelve hundred person meets because there's not enough referees, spotters and loaders, um, jumbotrons to yeah. keep this thing going. Well, there's enough jumbotrons. But there's always I mean, they're, they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to control the numbers, and now this seems like kind of like a thing where it's going to open it back up to. It could be two thousand lifters. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a cap. There's going to yeah. be a cap. Yeah, there is a not, cap. They're not going to just. They're going to lock it at two thousand. I mean, my opinion on it is that I think a lot of people aren't training right now. They're not no. going to be training for a long time, and that I think that it's a good move on the USAPL's part because I think even some people who might have the quality. Quantum- qualifying total might not be going i yeah. mean whether it's fear of travel Depends or lack of training of you know where the world is at yeah at that time but you know it's in florida you know, maybe a lot of lifters from the southeast drive to the meet yeah. and maybe the lifters from the west coast decide that it's not worth it so i think just to let everybody know that they're thinking about the local lifter or the national level lifter it's good Mm-hmm. Um, it's just t- only time will tell, you know, with the qualifying yeah. totals. I, I wish they would say, you know, everybody sign up and then we'll take the top 30 in each weight class and not, not have a total but cap mm-hmm. every weight class or something like that. But at the end of the day, it, it'll work out for the ones who are already qualified. If you, you know, if, if you're a top dog, you won't lose your spot if you sign up before the, the date. I'm a little bit concerned because having that many people in one gathering, I don't know if – yeah, yeah, like who knows? Yeah, who knows how things it. are gonna be? Right. If there's gonna be two thousand people in, in one. Yeah, well, you know what? And and who I, knows? I say this because it's probably a strategy on their part. When they say there's gonna be a cap, but they don't tell you the number, means that they can make the cap what it needs to be. So if September rolls around and there's some social distancing guidelines where they can only have five hundred lifters, well, guess what? You know, you'll get refunded if you're number five hundred one to fifteen hundred and. They'll have a meet with 500 lifters. I think, you know, by the fall, some of this stuff may happen or may not. So, yeah, yeah don't they, worry. They, you'll, you'll get your refund. You don't have to cancel the yeah. meet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to make memes about the meet director. Yeah. yeah the meet director in this case is the USAPL. So, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I just find it funny that, like, the, you know, the, the, the lifters as a, collective like can't agree like some people are happy some people are mad when the qualifying tolls go up some people are happy some people are mad i think with prime time like prime time feels like a national almost international level meet it's really hard to win usipl nationals it's really hard to get in the prime time um the day sessions and i i went to raw nationals in 2016 as a spectator um 
it just feels like a gigantic local meet. So, I mean, like, whether you were doing that session or not, unless you're in the prime time, like, yeah. I don't think it matters. You're well, not at a real national you, meet. Yeah, why would you <laughs> either way, Either way, the meet's going to be a shit show. And if you worked so hard to meet the new qualifying totals and you hit it and you got stronger and then someone who's not as strong as you makes it and, and has a good experience going to nationals their first time ever, like, why is that any big deal or any skin off your back? When the meat's already a huge, like, shit show meat anyway. You yeah. know, like, why I mean, does it even matter? Lifting in one of those day sessions, I mean, I've never done it, but it must be an awful experience. I don't know why anybody would want to do it at all. But yeah, there's usually 900 people who want to do it and 100 primetime but, lifters. That's, so. <laughs> that's why I was basically saying, like, if I qualify, because I'm, like, on the edge of qual was on the edge of qualifying. I was yeah. like, I don't even know if I want to. Like, I don't care. I'm just some shit dick. Like, <laughs> I, if I'm not in the prime time. I'm like, what's the, what's the point? I just yeah. want to hit some you could, No, no, no. You could show up and get 57th place back. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Well, actually, so I'm actually really happy because I, I think I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go to Open Nationals. And I was worried about hitting, hitting a qualifying total for that. Let's do some real lifting. But, now. I mean, it's been We're six not biased. years. <laughs> I don't know. I lifted equip for a couple years in college, and I haven't gone back for a, a while. But thinking about, you know, making a comeback, why not? So why not, man? Well, I mean, you, you're going to do a meet, so you got to show up with your powerlifting gear. How are you going to do a meet without powerlifting gear? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We have enough gear that fits you, man. We no, got I, you. I, <laughs> we got plenty of gear. I got shirts, but I got to I got to get one of Louis's squat suits from the basement or something. He's got a top. A Ooh. giant tub full of gear. We got yeah. tu- we got all kinds of I'm tubs of gear. Luis has competed in every weight class except <laughs> super heavyweight. So I've competed <laughs> in every weight class from one forty eight to two seventy five. Yeah. So if you're looking <laughs> I'm to get old and new weight classes. If you're, <laughs> if you're looking to get into the equipped powerlifting game but you don't know where to get equipment or you don't want to go buy something brand new. You know, hit Big Louie up and see if he's got <laughs> something he can send you. I'm serious. At Big Louie, you know, he's got a lot of stuff, you know. It might fit you. Might, yeah. Might be able to give you something rag, raggedy-taggedy. I mean, I think me and Peachy have both worn plenty of Lou's old stuff. Oh, absolutely. I, when I did collegiates, I used the, his squat suit and his old deadlift suit to lift in, yeah. you know. I think you haven't been on the Northeastern powerlifting team until you've worn something that was oh, yeah. Louis's old this, stuff. This kid's all over with, with, <laughs> with gear that I've worn. I saw, I saw some, somebody wearing my shirt at a meet like a month ago. I'm like, where'd you get that shirt? And, There's uh, just a box of gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's just a box was, of gear. Was a girl. Yeah. Did she even go to Northeastern? No, no. no she, was, she wasn't even a Northeastern lifter, and it was oh. like a local meet. She randomly was wearing one of Lou's shirts. Where she had no idea shirts? where it even came from. Luke can tell. <laughs> Luke, Luke can tell his shirts apart because they all have custom threading and colors. Yeah. And then you look at the tag numbers, and it's like his initials and it's random like LJ. numbers. So if you have LJ and then a couple numbers on your shirt, it was probably mine at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you and you do equipped benching, there's pay, a good chance you've had yeah. one. Yeah, pay, comment, pay comment your respects. <laughs> comment if you've ever worn a piece of equipment that was Luis's. <laughs> and, and if you're not sure, just check the tag. If it says LJ, it's his. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll, I guess we'll see what happens with the qualifying totals. I, I think we'll probably like come back to this in a few episodes when uh, some rosters come out. We'll see what happens. We'll see if there's an avalanche or uh, it's kind of dried up for the year. Yeah. Hard to tell, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah. Time right. will tell. Well, I guess the next thing we wanted to talk about was uh, a meme page 
called Spicy PL Memes. Yeah, so, I mean... Joe, what's just tell us what you've been putting yeah. on there. I saw that there was, a, there was a meme called, you know, it was, it was Thanos. It was Thanos, and it says, when the, rough, the ref you call the bitch last banquet is going to judge your group. And then it's Thanos saying, perhaps I treated you too harshly. You know, is there some time that you had, you had been harsh on a, on a judge and then later? Well, yeah, to- there's so many stories. You know, 2017 Worlds, um, you know, I called a certain uh, nation out for some some doping issues. And then lo and behold, you know, that, that person uh, who served a suspension for doping uh, was in the judge's chair. And, it you know, it took a lot of complaining from the u.s team to uh remove this person from the super heavyweight session at 2017 world so i've lived this i love that i like that meme also the one about getting wasted at the banquet and then showing up the next morning like nothing happened um a lot of people thought that was me because i've been to a lot of banquets i mean i thought they they (laughs) thought they thought it was you it's not you you know my opinion (laughs) on this is this person you know this person number one has a hard on for me they use all my colloquial you know, uh, some of the stuff like Mongoloid and Cuck and stuff, you know, some of my favorite vocabulary, raw, raw especially cuck. when I get going on raw lifting. Yeah, it's almost like they tried to frame you. Yeah, I think it's a good cover for whoever it is. And I'm being honest, it's not me. You know, I tried to explain to people I'm not a content creator. Like, Babel, Big Titty Babel had to uh, really twist my arm to get me to even yeah. sit down and do a podcast. We've been talking about this for months and months. Twist your big nipples. And like, really, I made it so all I have to do is sit down here and uh, and talk shit and the, everybody else does the rest, like Luis's equipment and Babel posts them and takes care of editing and the sick thumbnails. So I don't create content. Um, so it, it's not me. I've never made a meme in my life. But this person has a hard on for me, which I, I respect. I'm not saying that I have a bad thing. I'm like, hey, you know what? You know, maybe it's a pretty girl, you know, just show me who you are. It's fine. Could be. Could be. <laughs> I've, I've exchanged DMs with, with the person and uh, they said, you know, they they appreciate they're honored that people think it's me, which, you know, I respect this person now, even though I don't know who it is. But it, let's just say it's definitely someone who's had a very similar experience to me and has lifted at a few worlds and kind of just like had fun with it because I don't take myself too seriously, even like in the midst of an intense meet. I'm still fucking around. That's probably one of the main issues with my lifting performances. Yeah. But, no, but no, no, no. Sometimes you take it too serious and then you lift like <laughs> shit. Too. Yeah, you know. it doesn't. Yeah, you basically, however you basically, take it, you just don't lift good. You lift like shit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You just don't ever lift. Yeah. No matter what you do, you lift like shit. But I think this person has been, had a very similar experience. Um, I think it's a Canadian person. That's what I think. You know, so only time mm. will tell. Again, there's like a lot of cliffhangers on this pod somehow, but. It's not me, but we named the pod Spicy PL Pod just because it's funny, and that's the type of shit we think is funny, and we're going to talk some trash. I think we're going to talk more trash than um, most of these powerlifting podcasts because in the powerlifting world, everybody's kind of like circle jerking each other lately, and it's like, (laughs) when do we stop really competing against each other and, you know, talking, you know, I've been known to talk shit in the warm room to my competitors, and you just don't see anymore. Everybody's like, oh, man, you're so great. No, you're so great. No, fuck. No, 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 Joe, 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 we we compete against ourselves, bro. We don't compete against other people. Nah, man. (laughs) I'll have a shitty total, but I want to win, or I'll have a great total, and I want to win. 
So I don't win a lot. So it's coming from a person who I, I, I crave the win, but it's hard to get. And that's part of why the sport is awesome. But, you know, I don't know how we got here, but uh, Spicy PL memes is not me. But I think it's a person who's similar to me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, good for them because they have great memes. I laugh at everyone. I'm going to keep reposting them and people will probably still think it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we love the sport. We love the community. But there ain't no circle jerk going on. Over no circle no. jerk. On, on game day, on game day, like me and Luis like lift against each other fairly often. We're talking shit in the, oh, in the back sucks. room. I'll, I'll tell Lou that he's you know I'm gonna take him. You know. In, well, this is like you yeah. know the Cleveland Browns talking shit to like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whoa, to whoa, like whoa. the Arizona Cardinals or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Hey, they they play on Sunday too. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, me, Louis, and Peachy just talk shit. We're so so ridiculously competitive with each other. But, yeah. You know. So I think so I guess, an, it's more like the Browns talking shit to the Patriots. Oh, maybe this year's no. Patriots. Oh, <laughs> you're like you're like the Bills, <laughs> and I'm like the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I, just love, I love when the Peachy, Peachy said he was gonna beat me on total. Hadn't lifted in like two years. I think what, how many lifts did I beat you in? All of them. How can you beat well, I, did, I didn't bench in my bench shirt because I was trying to qualify no, for nationals. No, no, no. No, he's so, talking no, about, about to the 2018. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I bombed out of that. <laughs> no, I bombed out of that. Yeah, I think yeah. I beat you in every lift, though. I didn't do deadlift. Uh, yeah. but I, and I, I, was trying to, I think I was trying to bench more than you. So I just YOLO'd, I just YOLO'd the, the third. Yeah, but I did, I did whoop your you ass at bench nationals, which is kind of an important meet. You know, you're talking about the... You know the whoa, you know whatever. No, no, this is bench nationals. Yeah. The whoa is a is a. I mean, the sun shines on a dog's ass too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is getting, you know, it's getting a little too crazy. Well, I, we I could go. To... We can actually go on forever. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. I had a question. We were talking about nationals, and what do you think the uh, the drug testing protocol is going like happening right now with that, with all of the the pandemic stuff going on? Like, what, like what's going on with that? Uh, that's a good question. Like I haven't thought about that. Is what yeah, you're, like what you're you, asking think, about? you think you know, there's some people going on. Like maybe it's a good opportunity to take advantage of this and hit some all-time bench PRs like every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, those basement yeah, PRs. Yeah, no yeah. one's no one's coming in their dungeon, you know, to to make. Them yeah, I, I think lifters can probably assume that the OMT program is kind of suspended right now. Um, but like, but I don't. I don't know if it is or isn't, but I'm sure know. there are lifters who are. And, I mean, you'd be naive to think that during normal times that the USAPL clean is – I mean, the USAPL is 100% drug-free and clean, all the lifters. Um, not saying I think anyone is or isn't natural, but, I mean, it's just a numbers game. There's so many of us. Um, I would say the longer a lifter's been in the game, you know, that – at this point, I've probably taken like 40 drug tests, done 12 national meets, eight, nine world meets. You know, the longer you go and you build that track record is good. There's a lot, of, but the sport just exploded. There's so many new lifters. Um, yeah. So definitely there's people taking advantage of what they think is a slowdown in drug testing. I mean, it, I could 100% say that it's happening. Not saying that I know anything. It's just, it's just, it's just a fact of life at this point and not... 100% of lifters are not clean, Yeah. Uh, either IPF or USAPL. It's just naive to think that way. That being said, now we're going to get drug tested, all four of us, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be honored. I'd be complimented. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we might be a little dehydrated since we 
drink vodka during the pod, but I'm like losing my it. train of thought if during any, the pod. Any of us want to drugs, we'd be a lot better lifters. That's, that's yeah, I don't think we'd stink so much. Yeah, <laughs> we we stink. <laughs> well, right. USAPL takes it pretty seriously. I'm sure they'll come out hot and heavy with OMTs and in me testing. I hope they do too. I hope they oh. do. Yeah, that was yeah that was something that was just going through my head. You know, I was curious what you guys think, but we know we know some people that run them and hopefully hopefully they're still doing them we don't know i don't i don't think anybody's going to meet anybody right now we're in the middle you know we're in the middle of the strictest lockdowns i think maybe in a month some states will pick it back up again hopefully and then yeah particularly not in massachusetts i mean (laughs) i mean we're not we're not having drug tests here for a while but i mean i don't know you don't know you don't you don't know you don't know don't don't be giving somebody, anybody the green light. Somebody can knock <laughs> Yeah, guys. Hey, Massachusetts, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess we're trying to add a little bit more sections to this podcast, give it some structure. I think, you know, we like to keep it conversational and casual and, and messing around. But we thought it would be cool to have some sort of inauguration of an OG of the week. You know, name one lifter. That's a that's a real OG that's impressed us that we like that we want to add to our OG Hall of the Hall of Fame. So, um, Joe, you want to take you want to take this one? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll well, give no. it to Luis. Well, well, before you go into it, I'm gonna let you take this one. Yeah. But uh, I want to talk talk about the reverse grip bench press first. Well, okay, so you know I've I've really been struggling with my bench and uh, even some some people at international meets, some lifters we talked to, some well-respected lifters have been trying to give me advice on my bench. Um, and this started when I bombed out of in bench in 2017 in Czech Republic, where I, I would have won open worlds. Um, cause the Russian guy c- kind of all bombed out as well on the squat. And then I bombed the bench. So I started getting tips from some of the Ukrainian lifters then. So that's almost three years ago at this point. Now, 2019, we were at worlds in Dubai and, uh, Alex was there helping out Kelsey and I and uh, with our diets and just because Dubai was awesome and was going to be awesome. And we went and saw Salt Bay. Uh, Luis was there. He's part of the uh, open coaching team for Equipped Worlds. Um, so the three of us were there. Peach wasn't there, but he, you know, he, he, he knows yeah. this lifter as well. So our first OG of the week is uh, Ukrainian 120 multi-time world champion Alexei Baikov. Okay, this guy, his PRs uh, at 120 kilos are 937 squat, 744 bench, and a 876 deadlift. I mean, at 264, that's really amazing. Um, We all know, anybody who follows any of the Ukrainian lifters knows that these, the men and women they have are the best in the world, raw and equipped. They just don't compete raw that much. I challenge you to look up some raw results and look up um, what's Mikolo Bellani. Yeah, he showed up to Raw Worlds a couple times, I think. Once or he twice. won a Raw Worlds. He set close to what is the current. I think he nine, beat Werbicki. Yeah, he beat Christoph Werbicki yeah, at 93 Wurbicki. kilos, and he totaled what's close to the current world record. He was over 40 years old and had won many equipped world championships. He did one Raw Worlds and basically cleaned that up. Whatever year it was in Colleen, Texas, right? Yeah. So, or maybe South Africa. I think he did One two, of those he years. Did two of them. I think he lost the yeah. year to Wibiki and he won a year. But so, way. let's, um, so just, just an example. These guys are super strong, raw, and equipped. Um, so, Lexi Baikov, 
Uh, look him up if you haven't seen him lift. He's an amazing guy. Not only is he an amazing lifter, he's just a super nice person. He started to try and give me tips on the bench press, but think about it. You're you're there with him at Worlds, and you're you're using Google Translate between Russian and English to try and talk about the bench press. So people are getting kind of loose after the banquet this year in Dubai. As it happens. As it usually happens. Then the hotel we were in, the banquet ended, but there was a bar on the roof. So we go up there, and uh, we think the Ukrainians kind of just went back to their room, but they come up and kind of retrieve us, and they're like, hey, you guys have to come to our room. We have a bottle of vodka for you. Yeah, we'd be honored. Joe Capolino, <laughs> we'd be honored to take a shot with us. Yeah. yeah. Come come to our room. Drink with us. So come on, Joe. Little did we little did we know that you get invited for a shot. Um, it's not just a shot. You have yeah. to you crack a new bottle of vodka and you shoot the vodka until the vodka's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. And so they were very hospitable. You know, they brought us to the room. We walked in. It smelled like, you know, Ukrainian men. Yeah. <laughs> we, we walked in and we said, this is the cradle of strength. Yeah. I was taking, I was taking nutrition notes on, you know, the, the evaporated oh soup they had for salts and, you know, they're crackers, the crackers and noodles and the noodles. salami. The, the so, salami. So we're taking <laughs> shots and uh, Baikov whips out this this meat stick and says, Here, you want meats from horse. We, Protein. We take this from the horse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he had a horse sausage. He, he whips out a pocket knife and just starts slicing off pieces of this sausage for us and we're just and listen listen it was super it, it was, was awesome. super thoughtful because he didn't want us to drink all that vodka on an empty stomach <laughs> <laughs> so he made sure we had some horse sausage but in the midst of all and i gotta give a a shout out to andre shevchenko who's yeah. a young super heavyweight who was rooming with alexi yeah. who spoke great english really good. Yeah. he's a really talented lifter he's probably gonna whoop my ass soon because yeah. he's you know, he's, young he's and student. young and aspiring, student. and he trains with Baikov, and I'm old and washed up and broken. But uh, like so shout out to King. shout out to Andre. Um, but you know, basically, so we ha- we use Andre to our advantage because he spoke such good English. So we wanted to get some training tips, and specifically on the bench. Yeah. And so, you know, we're pretty drunk. We're full of horse sausage, and uh, we just asked Baikov, like, give us your training split. And basically, he's benching four times a week heavy. He's doing he does a lot of variation, and I think the Ukrainians do a lot of variation, high volume variation. So they're doing incline press heavy, close grip press heavy, shirt bench every week, uh, working their slingshot or ram every week on a different day than their shirt, board presses, raw board presses, and then the one thing obviously they have a regular bench days as well mixed in. Some of these days they're doing two of these movements, right? And uh, every week, he said he reverse grip benches. Well, he didn't say, he that. Didn't say like that. He, he couldn't. Said, he didn't know how to. On Thursday, we bench like, like these. these. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he tucked his elbows down as far as he could. He flipped his hands over and said, "You take the bench press and you do it like these." And so we just we're kind of just drunk and we're so excited. We just spent like an hour with Baikov. So. You know, we can't just, just we couldn't stop talking about it. We're going to go home and we're going to bench like these, like these. And we're just, yes, yes. And, and it kind of seems like you're, you're like thrusting like fuck in the air. But yeah. really, you're trying to. 
it's, fucking it's pump the, your it's tribes. The bolo, it's the bolo celebration yeah. dance. Bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. If you've seen Bloodsport, yeah. <laughs> so basically, like so we get home. <laughs> we get home, and you know, I hurt my, I hurt my hip at the meet in Dubai warming up on squats. So I got home. I had nothing better to do but to lay on a bench press, right? So I lay down. And I try this thing out. And I'm just benching one plate, and I'm doing it for reps, and I have my feet up because, you know, I was pretty messed up. And uh, I texted Luis and Babel right away. I said, this shit is something because right away you can feel the tricep and the lower pec pump. And I think, you know, and it feels really good on your shoulders. So, you know, right away I'm like, this could be a training tool. It's kind of like decline bench press a little bit where you hit the lower pec, and yeah. that you don't get a lot of that, especially the way we've been arching mm-hmm. and, and the way we bench. You know, you have a lot of like strain on your shoulders and your and your, your upper pecs. So immediately I could tell that reverse grip, it felt really good to do light. But I was like, how am I going to do this shit heavy? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we all start doing it and, uh, you know, just going heavier and heavier every week. And uh, you can feel the benefits. My shoulders started feeling better. You know, the rotation of rotating my wrists and elbows to bench that way. My joints started feeling better. And, you know, my raw bench overall started feeling better. And we all started mm-hmm. doing it. And not only doing it, posting it and saying, like, we're fucking doing this. And it's awesome. So I think a lot of people picked up on it. And I've seen a ton of people. A whole lot of people benching like this. You know, to, to be, we're pretty honest. Like, we're not that popular on Instagram, even yeah. combined. You know, yeah. we're kind of, we're not creating content you know, until this pod, we're not putting out crazy stuff. And we're not, you know, me and Alex, we, we coach people, we coach, a, we coach a decent amount of people, but we don't really sell ourselves too much because we're busy with our full-time engineering job as well. But I mean, I could tell right away, there were tens, if not a hundred people starting to reverse grip bench. And it's shit I've never, I haven't seen since I've watched old videos of Anthony Clark. So it's something people started picking it up, but, um, speaking of it, you know, a lot of people have messaged me asking what's the deal with the reverse grip bench. Someone was like, can you give me a good reason why I should do it? And I was like, because fucking Bicob told me to do it. What <laughs> <laughs> What other reasons yeah. do you need? So I still can't give you a great reason, but I've been doing it every week. Um, I have a coach. I've convinced him to uh, implement that every week. Um, and he likes it too. Now that he's seeing some results, I almost pretty much bench reverse grip what I bench normal. So, uh, we'll see. I'm pushing towards a 200 kilo mark and, uh, I haven't been in a shirt yet, but, um, I think that, uh, the, the, the movement pattern is working and I think, I hope it benefits my shirt work. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to a podcast trying to the science with Greg Knuckles and he was talking about it, but. I'm not sure if it was before or after the fact, so that's the one other. Greg Knuckles I, is a smart dude. He's, good, he's a good smart dude, but I'll he, give him he credit. recommended it as well. I think he was having some shoulder issues. I definitely feel really great chest activation, the mid lower lower chest, and good tricep activation, and my shoulders feel really good when I do it. But yeah, definitely you, make sure you, you get a, a lift off. Listen, of in the fall, don't, you don't had a shoulder. Face. You had a shoulder yeah. injury. I had a shoulder injury that was bothering me. We yeah. both started doing it. Luis started doing it, and yeah. Luis just hit a, a bench PR today. He yeah. also has done some other variations, but it's definitely part of the equation. We all started doing it. Just the other day, Greg Page messaged me talking about his shoulders. I told him to do it. Shout out, Greg Page. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so I think it's something that might stick around. Yeah, so we might as well take this opportunity to tell the USAPL they should change the rule to allow reverse grip, you know, reverse grip bench. I mean, I think that you might be reverse grip benching more than you normally bench these days. <laughs> I mean, my 315 rep PR is higher in reverse grip than it is normal grip. At it might the just be a factor of timing, but, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, if I did, if I was going to do a raw meet, which is, is low probability, but if I was, I would consider benching reverse grip if it was allowed in the rule book yeah. so yeah maybe uh maybe that maybe we'll hit up the ngb we, man we, we know Anthony clark was doing meets it was allowed yeah, yeah I mean, maybe we hit up the ngb the uspa allows it so oh then we should yeah we should <laughs> maybe check we the box or not <laughs> <laughs> well plus there's a lot of you know there's there's safeties on every you know, rack and stuff. So it's not like a big safety thing either. So oh if you, no, you can't. It's really hard to dump the bar in your face. No, no, no. But if you have the safeties, <laughs> if you have the safeties set at an appropriate height, you're not gonna get hurt. You know. Maybe spotters the, and loaders. Spotters and loaders might. Yeah, there might have been a oh, video yeah, of me yeah, circulating yeah. Uh, this week, busting through an Inzer Bolt bench shirt and uh, you know, That's basically it taking it to injured. the rib cage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the safeties help in certain situations, but usually. You, you might take a lick to the chest or your rib yeah. cage area. But Blaine took one at the Arnold last year, too. Yeah, that was scary. There was a little bit of issue his, with his uh, it, safety height, though, right? Well, yeah, that, the, the safety's, the, the safety's rogue, on the rack. rack and yeah. I don't think they went big. They didn't go high didn't enough go high for enough. a man of that proportion. They didn't go high enough for me, so I'm pretty sure. I wasn't really worried about the impact with that one. I was more like his forearm was like bending. Was that bad. dude is like elastic. So I don't know how it didn't break, but I'm glad it didn't. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we've seen some scary stuff. The safeties don't always solve everything. But that being said, I would yeah. try to bench reverse grip in a meet. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess, you know, we've we've been going at it for quite some time. We've rambled on, you know, a few different tangents. So I think uh, this would be a good opportunity for us to, to wrap it up. Um, yeah, that's any episode final, two. Any final words? That's episode two. I think... We, we had a good turnout episode one, so we appreciate it. Um, we're going to try to keep improving, um, try to keep having more fun. Yeah. Uh, I hope you noticed that we tried to amp it up a little bit by talking a little more shit <laughs> this one. It was a little, a little spicier. That's what people expect from me. I understand. And uh, next week, I think we have some good topics. We're going to, you know, we're going to talk about recent events, but we're also going to talk about just general training yeah. and powerlifting. And we're going to talk about, you know, RPE training and current trends and, and our thoughts on it. And we'll save our thoughts for next week. Yeah. Yeah. And let us know uh, right now. We just posted up on YouTube, but um, I'm hoping to, to set up the, uh, the stream so you can get on your podcast players. Let us know if that's something that you'd be interested in. And uh, I can do that. It's been a busy week, but, you know, I think. I think we should get it up. Yeah, there. again, comment on the YouTube. Uh, hit any of us up on Instagram. Um, I'm at Big Joe Cap. At JL Marcotte with an underscore. At Big Babble 105. <laughs> Recent change. Recent yeah. change. <laughs> it was it was previously Big Titty Babble, but you know I figured, you know maybe not appropriate. Big Babble's easier, I think. It's People easier. should contact you because you're the captain of the pod. Yeah, my titties aren't that big. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Big Louie. With a Y. With a yeah. Y. L-O-U-Y. Yeah, hit us up. Comment on the comment on the post that we make. Comment on the, the YouTube. And uh, as you see, uh, if you comment on one of them, like 
CPT Timmy or Jen, you might just get a response. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>